Tiger Bomb Sports Audio Entertainment presents The Process. Week 9, let's get it guys. It's your host, Ralph. I'm here. Let's talk some football. Let's get into it. Busy, busy week for me, but we are going to press ahead. A lot of cross-country travel guys feeling a little under the weather. It's not COVID. I'll live, but... We're going to get in a quick one so everybody has the info that they need. This is Tiger Bomb Sports Audio Entertainment's The Process. This is where we talk fantasy football. We talk season long. We talk DFS. We talk about winning. We talk about crushing it on these sites that people say you can never win money on, like DraftKings, FanDuel. We get up in their face, and we take something away. Every single week is the point, and season long gets a little boring when you're crushing it. That's why we turn to the DFS world, if you will. Uh, guys, if you're new to the show, welcome. If you're a long-time listener, love the hardheads, welcome back. couple of places where you can find us, www.tigerbombsae.com. That's our website. Tiger Bomb has a lot of podcasts. Well, not a lot, but we got a couple. True crime, baseball, football, NASCAR. Um, but take your pick, tigerbombsae.com. If you want to listen to your podcast on the go, Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher, you can do that. Just search for Tiger Bomb Sports Audio Entertainment. will pop up. Boom, you're in business. You can also watch on YouTube. Search it for the same thing, Tiger Bomb Sports Audio Entertainment. I am a repeating doll. Not that last part. That's just me being loopy. Um, that's the YouTube. Facebook, Twitter, same way, at the process, TBSAE. Okay, that's the ways that you can find us. Guys, we got a lot of stuff to talk about. In terms of last week, we don't have a lot of like opening notes from each of the contests because the game went so uh, in our favor. A lot of things that we thought would happen happened, so not a lot of surprises. And so we will run right along into our uh, week seven analysis and get it rolling with a little bit of housekeeping. And of course. Housekeeping, housekeeping, me fluff your pillow, me fix your team, housekeeping. Housekeeping for this week. How did we do last week, seasonal-wise? Guys, if you've been listening to my recommendations, then you guys should have made out well last week. Um, But the seasonal thing is as expected. That's why we trust the process. We know we'd be doing pretty well there. Um... But if you want to talk DFS, finally got on the right path for everybody. I'm, you know, very happy we're able to do that. It's been a not a tough start to the year, but you know, had to tweak a couple of things. Haven't exactly nailed it, but last week we exactly nailed it. We got a lot of stuff correct. Listen, you know, if you would talk to anybody last week, it was you had to play Mahomes or Allen in that matchup. There's no other way to go. And then the um, the, the strategy becomes which pieces do you build out from there. We did ourselves a great value by staying away from that idea for the most part. And we went Burrow Chase. We went to the New Orleans homecoming, as I talked about, liberally on that show. So we really nailed it right there and separated ourselves from everybody else uh, by just playing Debo Samuel uh, along with with or, or I'm sorry, Ch- uh, Diggs along with those guys. So that was another cash game play. So Diggs and Chase, 
And if you guys remember, we were able to pay up for, with those guys because and, and pair them with Burrow because we paid down at running back, and that paid off really well. Brees Hall, we were on that. That worked out really well. Wilson was fine. Um, you know, Henderson, not so much, but Walker. Dobbins left the game. Walker and Eno Benjamin were fine. So, guys, we did all right. We finally have figured out, got on the tail of this, you know, thing of football a little bit more because every week is nuanced so we'll continue it this week though and uh because we're in the critical matchups this is the me stretch right here like you if you're gonna make the playoffs you're gonna have to rattle off some consecutive wins in these next couple of weeks if you are not gonna make it it's because your team drowns in these next few weeks and so we have to be ready conceptually you got to understand fantasy football is kind of a long season just like the nfl so we're moving into the next phase right? Don't make rash moves. I've seen a lot of leagues, you know, a lot of rash trades. You know, people have a really different perception of players from week to week based on what their recency bias is. But I'm going to implore you guys to once again, as I've been saying all year, settle down. Don't make rash moves. We can make moves if we need to. And we talked about the circumstances in which we need to, right? If you got three losses already, you should have well been, you know, making some moves. Uh, that's unacceptable at this point. It's not sustainable. But don't make rash moves, but if something makes sense, let's go for it. Now, the complexion of the season changes several times, and so we'll continue to have to look ahead, even towards the end of the year. See, I'm telling you guys to you know envision the next couple of weeks and look at matchups. You need to do that. But also, look to the end of the year. Who can break out? Who my sputter out and so you've got to have some plans in place for if these things just you know some conceptual plans in place that's how you stay ahead of it in seasonal and we keep the focus on dfs that's the exact way to do it so not we crushed last week not a lot to go over we're on the tail of everything so we won't belabor the housekeeping everybody's house should be nice and tidy at this point Let's play a round of Would You Rather. Run along, folks, and play Would You Rather. 12 scenarios for the week. And first up, Jamal Williams or Michael Gallup. You know, the the Cowboys pose a great defense. Well, not great, but pretty good. And Jamal Williams might not have as many red zone opportunities. I know he's the guy in the red zone, right? Like, they don't go anywhere else. It's him. But I think Michael Gallup's in a decent spot. Uh, Gallup is obviously playing behind Lamb now that Lamb is back. But I think Lamb probably gets a little bit more of attention from Okada. I might be saying that wrong. But you guys know the cornerback from the Lions, um, who's had mixed results this year. Sometimes up, sometimes down. But I just think that there's going to be more of a tussle there. Gallup will probably be a little more free along with Schultz. And if obviously they have Dak back too, so these guys are fired up. I'll take Gallup. David Montgomery over Jacoby Myers. Uh, no, I would take Jacoby Myers here. The Bears can't stop anybody. Uh, and, and that's through the air on the ground. I think David Montgomery is splitting time with Herbert. They want to go the hot hand. And um, New England's pretty stout anyway. So could be problematic. Christian Kirk or... David Montgomery. I would say Christian Kirk here. And uh, I understand that he's going to split time with Zay Jones, though. It's going to be like sharing the slot, if you will. 
Um, but I think one of them has the opportunity to score. Kyle Pitts versus Drake London this week. I don't particularly you know, care for either one of these guys, but if I had to pick one, it would be Pitts this week. And uh, Christian Kirk versus Jeff Wilson Jr. I would say Jeff Wilson Jr. because he's still going to see the majority of the rushes, even though the Niners have CMC. It's just he's not going to be integrated into the whole offense yet. And um, I know that they will have to probably pass, but it's a run-heavy team, and so he's going to see some run. He's a lead back, basically. Amari Cooper, at least for one more week, right? Amari Cooper or Kenneth Walker the third. I don't mind Cooper's spot this week, but Ken Walker is in a good spot uh, with Seattle going up against the Chargers, who haven't been able to stop anybody. So I will take that this week as well. Damian Harris or Drake London. I don't. I'll say London just because of the health of Harris is in question. Sorry, guys. Told you I'm battling the cold. Foster Moreau or Miko Hardman. I'll take Foster Moreau this week just because Waller is out, and it's a pretty good matchup for the tight end uh, for the Las Vegas Raiders. So we'll go Foster Moreau. We're actually recommending him in DFS this week for tournaments. And uh, Gerald Everett or Wendell Robinson. Wendell's coming on after last week, a little bit of work. Um, but Gerald Everett is is a part of the offense in the uh, you know, as far as the Chargers are concerned. And so I think that they'll need his services this week, and he'll be ready. I'll take him. Deontay Johnson or DeAndre Swift. Now, the Lions, I think, will have a the, – they'll probably have to play keep up and pass. And so I don't know how effective Swift is going to be. I know he should be healthy and fine. I'll take him, though, because of his involvement in the offense over Deontay Johnson. It's not that Deontay Johnson has a bad matchup, but the, but the quarterback and the offense – are much downgraded versus the Lions and Swift and golf. So we'll say Swift. And then Jamal Williams or Brandon Ayuk. We'll say Ayuk this week. That you know the charge or the Chiefs roll out two rookie corners. So Ayuk should be able to have a good time this week. Kareem Hunt or Romeo Dobbs. I would say Dobbs. Um, but Hunt's not in a terrible spot either. I think I kind of like them evenly, but if I was pressed to decide, I'm gonna go with Dobbs. It's time for the process to reload. I'm in the show where we reload. Uh, Atlanta, I'm sorry, we'll start with Thursday. Uh, Arizona, 42, New Orleans, 34. We saw Hopkins come back. He did not disappoint. Ertz slid a little bit as we expected with the return to Hopkins, but still in a great place. This offense, they look good. New Orleans couldn't stop anything um they turned they got they caused some turnovers so Dalton's not playing particularly well they gotta want to see if they can get back Jameis but um it doesn't seem like they think that he's that much of an upgrade Kamara looking more healthy these days but New Orleans uh the wide receiver room is a little depleted they're gonna need those guys to get healthy to keep going reload Cleveland at Baltimore. Um, you know, Baltimore should win this game, I think, especially at home. Cleveland has a good chance to play well, though. They can run the football. And in terms of the pass, I mean, Njoku's not in a bad spot, but Amari Cooper's the guy. In six games, he has four 
games with 10 or more passes thrown his way. And that's a run-first offense. So we can expect him in tournaments to provide a little upside for us. Uh, but on the uh, other side of things for Baltimore, obviously Lamar Jackson, everything runs through him. I think uh, their defense could cause a turnover or two at the end of the game. I could see Brissett losing it that way. But Chubb I like. Love Chubb. And, the, and Baltimore's been a little susceptible against the run. So Chubb, Hunt to a lesser degree. We don't mind him for uh, seasonal, but for DFS, I don't think he can pay off a, like a smash hit. But he will still be in a good spot. Uh any receivers that I like? I mean, you can play Mark Andrews for sure. You can never not play him. Uh, but outside of that, I'm not reaching. I don't care if Bateman's back or not. Baltimore's defense and and, uh, and the quarterback find a way to win this game for them. Reload, guys. Tampa Bay at Carolina. I know Terrific Tom has not been looking so hot. I know the receiver room is not so great. But Fournette is coming on. He's catching passes. Um, I think the run game can be solid this week. Probably a little too expensive for like DFS purposes, but should be you know great for seasonal. Roll them out, no problems. I think you know I hear everybody expects that they want to get the ball to Mike Evans, but Godwin is a part of this. Okay, um, over the last three weeks since returning from injury, he's averaged nine targets a game, and so you know I think Tom's going to go where it's at. But I think Fournette could lead the way this week, and obviously the defense. We're loving them a lot. The defense is the mainstay here because Carolina has nobody. P.J. Walker, no CMC now. So, you know, it doesn't matter what the receivers are, what the pecking order is. You know, they've had the coach fired a couple of weeks ago. Tampa Bay defense is the best play here. This is why I don't expect time to have to push it, okay? Reload. Atlanta at Cincinnati. This should be an interesting game. Atlanta, we know they want to run the football. They're not going to pass. And Cincinnati is better against the pass anyway. So I don't think that they're going to be forcing themselves to pass with them. They'll run, but the problem is it's a mixed bag. You don't know whether you're going to get Algier or Huntley, you know, or 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 Damian Williams. So you have to kind of like, you know, if it's seasonal and you need it, roll it out. But DFS, I'm staying away. And uh, I think that the Cincinnati game plan is going to be more akin to what they usually want to do, which is pass early, blow you out, and run at the end of the game with Mixon. So he's going to pay off for seasonal. I'll probably avoid him for DFS. But Burrow, great for seasonal. He'll be popular, though. Chase, again, in a good spot. Not too much worried about A.J. Terrell. He hasn't been great this year. But I think that if they do try to give Chase more attention, this is the reason why we want to go with Higgins in cash games this week for DFS. And obviously, certainly in seasonal as well, Higgins. But... Uh, as I said, we could expect um, Huntley to, or I'm sorry, not Huntley, Hurst to also uh, try to be effective. Coming back to Atlanta where he was tight end for a little bit. I don't want to say like revenge game, big deal, but it's a deal. I think this is a game that they win at home, though. Cincinnati rolls, reload. Detroit at Dallas. Uh, you know, Detroit has showed us the last time they were out that when it comes to a real defense, real coaching, you know, it's, it's, it's pretend. It's pretend. So Dallas, big-time defense, I think this is a spot for them. I don't want any part of the Detroit passing offense. I think turnovers are in question for sure. Um, but I don't feel the need to play Dallas in DFS. I might. Maybe I'll go back on that. We'll see. But the thing is, Detroit, you know, most people are thinking that Dak is back. They're going to blow it up with Lamb. You know, if anything, I like Gallup a little bit. But also the running game. Detroit's bad against the run, too. So Zeke. Uh, Pollard, these guys are in a great spot. And the problem with recommending Zeke in a, I guess, like, 
running format for DFS is because Pod is right there too. He need he would need to be cheaper because either one of them could have the good game. I understand that you could play them both if you want, but I don't want to do that. I think that the passing offense can also be having a good enough day that not both of them needs to go off, but one of them should. Uh, Dallas Rolls, though, largely led by the defense. I think that just Dak coming back, you lean on Elliott a little, you know, then, you know, let Dak get his reps, and then you throw Pollard down the end. That's what I'm thinking. Reload. Giants at Jacksonville. Okay. Jack Giant. This is a revenge game for Evan Ingram, actually. Uh, Giants at Jacksonville. But week six, Lawrence completed 20 of 22 passing attempts for the second straight week. The problem, though, is he's going to face Wink Martindale. The defensive coordinator for the Giants, who loves to blitz. He's the worst quarterback under that scenario. So we like the Giants. We want to pick on their defense this week for our DFS purposes. Um, Evan Ingram, five-plus receptions in back-to-back week, drawing 16 total targets during that span. This is why we like him in addition to revenge game. Uh, because he actually can produce. Because if they're getting blitzed like that, that dot is going to have to come down. And I think he'll be very, very prevalent. So... This is a game that the Giants can go on the road and win. They're a better team than we thought they were. Jacksonville still has some work to do. The blitz is going to be too much. Reload. Green Bay at Washington. I'm sorry, Indianapolis at Tennessee. Don't want to skip this one because I know that Taylor is back, but Tennessee been pretty good against the run, but they also play Taylor pretty good too. So I'm not up for it. I think the path to victory here is probably uh, – you know, maybe through the air with Pittman and Alec Pierce, who we really like. He's established himself as a part of the offense. You know, Matt Ryan, I, you know, you hate to depend on this guy, so we, 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 do, we, we can do a tournament play with it. But as far as the receivers go, I think especially even for DFS, Alec Pierce is cheap enough to where we're going to lean on him a little, as you'll see later. Uh, but P- Pittman obviously in play too. The thing about playing a tight end from Indy is you don't know which one they're going to throw to. So I'm not going to, you know, guess and act like I know. Um, I do like um, Ryan for tournaments, just for tournaments. And obviously, if you got him for seasonal, you need him, roll him out. QB2 or whatever for super flex, great, right? But um, that's the path to victory. For the Tennessee side, they're going to run it with Henry is what I think that they're going to do. They're going to run it down Indianapolis's throat. They're coming off a bye. He should be healthy and ready to roll. And I see that as being the deciding factor in this football game. I don't think Indianapolis is going to be up for the task of stopping him. So Henry Rolls, um, but those are the components of the Indianapolis offense that they'll use to try to come back. I think Matt Ryan might blow this one in the end. Reload. Now on to Green Bay at Washington. All right. Green Bay should win this football game. Washington's obviously not a very good football team. Randall Cobb's been carted off, so he's gone for several weeks. Tyen should probably become more of an option over the course of the next couple of weeks because Rodgers just wants to go to who he wants to trust. So in the middle of the field, your best slot guy that you like is gone. He's shown the willingness to go to tie-in as early as last week, right? So there's that to consider, but maybe not this week against Washington, who's pretty decent against the tight end. Lazard on the outside. Dobbs on the outside. These guys are in great positions, and I like Lazard more. He has a touchdown or 100 yards in five straight games, and he has seen at least eight targets in the last three games. So this guy is on fire. Why go away from what works? We know Rodgers wants to push it more anyway, so I like it. All systems go. Could you play Rodgers? Sure, if you want to, but we need more upside than that, baby. Um, I do like the fact that the Green Bay running game should be fine too. I can't play them for DFS because 
I do think this is a game where they get up and they run Dylan down the stretch. So Jones isn't as prevalent. So he's too expensive to play, but I can't it's too much of a risk to just say Dylan. So I'll walk away from it. I don't need it that bad. But in seasonal, we feel fine about it. Play them both. Don't don't worry about it. On the Washington side of things, Heineke gonna play for Wentz. So I don't, you know, I'm out on a lot of this. Um I don't know if he's going to be able to get the ball to anybody. You'd like the running backs. I mean, that's the way to beat Green Bay anyway. So Brian Robinson, seeing more of a feature role, run it. Uh, Gibson, if you want to play them alongside each other, I don't think I get there this week. But you could do that if you wanted to. Gibson, I think catching passes makes a lot of sense. I don't think I get there this week, guys. But if you want to do that, after talking it out here right now, I'm just thinking about it. It makes sense, and that's okay if you want to or if you need to, more importantly. Reload. New York Jets at Denver. Denver, not a great team. Jets, better team than we thought. Coming along strong. Defense is playing good. Sauce Garden to get a lot of attention. Um, the the backbone to all this though has been Brees Hall. That's the that's the news of running back. He's the real deal. There's a reason why the Jets are in front. So they're gonna lean on him this week. Denver, very good secondary. I don't think they're going to have a lot of success. Wilson trying to pass um, against these guys. Patrick Sertain is going to shut down whoever he wants to shut down. The rest of the passing offense, I'm not high on it this week. Brees Hall, though, that's where you get your opportunity. Uh, But ultimately, their defense, I think, can play well, too. We've seen what Denver brings on offense. This isn't a great squad. I don't want to play the game between Melvin, Gordon, and Boone and Lat, you know, Lat Murray. I don't want to do it. I'm out on everything they're doing. They just don't make a lot of sense right now. They're going if they win, it's because they're at home. But I'll take the Jets here because they earned that. They've been playing well. I'll say for Denver, Dolchik immediately stepped into a starting role, led team in snaps, routes run, and targets. There's only three targets, but he had, you know, 39 yard uh, yard after catch score, and at a second end zone target that he just missed out on for the second touchdown. So. Albert O was a quality stretch. The only thing about Denver is they're so weird. It's like they played Dolce in only one tight end sets, right? But when they would go two tight ends, they wouldn't play him. So it's like, you know, this is not a lot to trust there. I don't know if I need to get there, but the Jets defense, I really sure like them this week against this Denver uh, unit. Reload. Houston at Vegas. I think this is going to be a more contentious game than most people think. Houston's going to come to play. Um, I think that Nico Collins is in play just because he has the ability to go over the top. They stretch him with big plays down the field. That's how they use him. Has an A dot of more than 18. Um, the Vegas Raiders are susceptible to giving up the big pass play. It's not the under stuff that kills them. So I'm all about it. Fantastically all about it. Um, I like him this week. Do I like Cooks? Yeah, but again, it's the under stuff that I'm more concerned about. I like Kyle, and he's like six four. Um, I he's not he has a size advantage on the outside, like, and he's so cheap in DFS. We're gonna use him to pay up for like Mahomes. Like I'm telling you guys, this is what we're doing this week. He doesn't need to do that much, but they're gonna need to keep up. Uh, on the other, well, do I like Pierce? Yeah, I think it's gonna be an even game flow. Like I'm not expecting Burkhead a lot because they're not gonna get blown out. I don't think. So I'm okay with Pierce. I don't think I get there in DFS, but that was a last-minute decision. Um, I don't care. You know, it's fine if you want to do that. Season will feel fine about it. But just know that Vegas is a little more stout against the run. Um, tight ends against them, probably not. For the Vegas side, I like Jacobs for sure. 
if he's going to run the way he's been running and get the usage that he's been getting, then this is the offense to do it against. I like him much more than I like Carr against this Houston secondary this week. Uh, Adams can be a red zone target and get his. I don't have a problem with that, but I don't think he runs up and down the field this week. Uh, but we do like Foster Moreau filling in for Waller, susceptible with the tight end is Houston. So those are the guys that I would be looking for. Uh, Moreau, Jacobs, uh, you can play Adams. In season, play Adams and feel great about it. DFS, you want to play it, you can, but I think I'd go other places. But Vegas will find a way to win this game. Houston just won't embarrass themselves. Reload. Seattle at the LA Chargers. Again, the Chargers, big problem stopping people on defense. Their secondary is having problems. I think on the ground, they haven't had a lot of success either. Um, J.C. Jackson, big waste of time and money. They benched him last week, did the Chargers. So they're giving up the ninth most fantasy points per game to perimeter wide receivers. Um, I know that this would say more of Metcalf. But I would like Lockett this week. I think Lockett can take advantage of this, and his price is pretty cheap. Um, I have other ideas in like my cash game, so I might not get there. I might play it in tournaments, but I don't care if you want to do that. That's fine. I like him in play. Metcalf, yes, we can never doubt Metcalf. I don't think I want to afford that, though, this week. Um, just because Ken Walker is also in a decent spot too. So I'm taking the chance on Walker and Lockett and leaving out Metcalf because I because the Chargers should win this game. They'll figure out a way to win it down the stretch. For their side, Eckler's in play for sure. Gerald Everett is in play for sure. Herbert, you know, the offense is capped by the coaching staff. Like anytime they can run up and down the field like they did last week and have a problem scoring touchdowns, like that's telling you that that's schematic problems, right? And so... I think Seattle's going to come to play, but ultimately the Chargers will win. I don't know which of the wide receivers, you know, scores a touchdown. I think maybe it could even be Eckler getting a multi-touchdown day on the ground. But I, but if you need to play Herbert, feel great about it. Don't feel bad about that. I probably stay away from him myself uh, in DFS. But Eckler is fine. Um, Everett is fine. Any other receivers in the seasonal, they are fine. Uh, that's it. They're going to win though. Reload. Kansas City at San Francisco, game of the week, right? San Francisco wants to run the football, but Kansas City sees the least amount of runs against them because they force you to pass. They just like blow it out the water, right? And so they're going to make you play keep up. But the thing about it is San Francisco is one of the best defenses. They're good against the run. They're good against the pass. Now, that being said, Mahomes is Mahomes. So I think it's a fair matchup. It's an even matchup. Juju Smith-Schuster has had eight targets in every game this year except two. One of those two games was this, was this past weekend where he had five catches on five targets for 113 yards and a touchdown, so still a good game. He's had 10 or more fantasy points every week except week two. He's been right there. Seasonal, you got to play him. Um, if you've been hesitant, you might need that week. But as far as I go, I don't think I get there DFS-wise. I just play Mahomes naked, and then Travis Kelsey, of course, always in play. I don't want to play the running backs just because San Francisco is good against the run anyway, and Kansas City doesn't really run that much anyhow. So it's just Mahomes. It's just Mahomes. We're going to play him in cash games. For the San Fran side, I want to get away from Garoppolo because I think that's what most people will try to play in DFS. So we'll stay away from it, right? We'll walk away from that. But tournament-wise, we'll play it. <coughs> and that way we'll get some exposure and tie him up with Debo or something like that. Because Debo Samuel's in a good play. 
Now, as CMC becomes the back, he's going to get less run. But that ain't going to happen this week. This week, we still got Jeff Wilson. So I think Debo can play his usual role. We like him a lot this week. He's going to be very effective. Uh, he's in play. Ayuk is also in play. As I said before, Kansas City starting two rookie corners. And so both these guys should have a pretty good day. Kittle, obviously in play as well. They will be forced to throw. And so it's all going to be whether Garoppolo can deliver and uh, keep up. Because Kansas City's going to throw too. I like Kansas City to win this game though. I know San Francisco's got a chip on their shoulder. It's a Super Bowl rematch from a couple of years ago. They're looking for revenge. Um, CMC will see a couple of plays, but that'll be it. I think San Kansas City wins this game. Reload. Pittsburgh at Miami. So Tua coming back. We can expect that, you know, that really high upside version of the Miami offense. Obviously, with the way Pittsburgh's been playing, you got to feel good about Tyreek Hill and, and Waddle this week. Now, I know that they're going to get those pieces in the secondary back they didn't have against Tampa Bay last week, but even going back to the Buffalo game, they, you know, they hadn't played well. So both those guys have to be in play, more so than Jacecki, I would say, this week. Uh, the run game, not in a bad spot either. Moster, just because Pittsburgh hadn't been able to stop anybody. So everything that Tua perpetuates, as long as he's healthy, is in the game, is in play this week. I don't see any reason to shy away from any of it on this Sunday night matchup. For the Pittsburgh side of things, we, you know, it remains to be seen who's going to be quarterback, whether they clear uh Pickett or whether they have to go with um uh Trubisky again. If it's Trubisky, I like this a lot less for them. But I don't think it matters ultimately. Um Miami has been pretty susceptible. Their secondary is banged up. Deontay Johnson should be fine. Um Pickett, I like him if Pickens plays. Um George Pickens, I like him if Pickett plays. But if Pickett doesn't play then I would say Claypool is the other guy. But Deontay Johnson should be the constant um, whether whichever quarterback plays. They'll have to be keeping up. Um, Miami's pretty decent against the run, so I like Najee less this week. But hopefully he can get into the box if they can move the ball down the field. But two is back, two of plays. I think Miami wins this one easy. Reload. And then Chicago at, Cleveland, or Chicago at New England, our final shot. We're going to make it a good one. Listen, New England's defense is going to be too good for the Bears. This is a one-dimensional team that does not even want to pass the football. New England's going to try to force them to pass the football. They're going to take away the run. Um, but they're good in the secondary anyway. Their defense is in a great spot this week. There's the smash spot. Ramon Stevenson is in a smash spot. I feel leery about the other running backs. Harris, we don't know about his health or whatever. But Ramon Stevenson. Uh, you could play... Jacoby Myers for sure. Like, it's going to be whatever Bill wants to do, basically. But we know we can't guess on him. But the defense is the one thing for sure that's going to win this game. Chicago going to New England as well? Yeah. Can't see them winning this one. So we'll give it to uh, the Patriots over the Bears in a, uh, a revenge against the uh, Super Bowl where the Bears won against the New England Patriots. All right. That's our reload for this week. Hopefully that gives you guys a better idea of you know what I think is going down this week and hopefully we nail it like we did last week and now time for the part of the show where the process goes over our DFS fantasy football picks for the week we'll go over cash game plays 
tournament or GPP plays, and sometimes talk about stacks that you can use to leverage your wins for the week. Let's bring it home with our DFS picks for the week. First off, let me just say, good luck to everybody. We're going to crush it like we did last week. Now, for cash games, we're going with Mahomes. We're going to pay up because everybody wants to do this other stuff with you know, Garoppolo, Ryan, I know you want to be slick. Burrow, I know you want to be slick. We'll try it in tournaments, but we're going to swerve again like we did last week and pay up for Mahomes, 7,800. Now, wide receivers, we've got some options here. Debo Samuel, $7,600. Love it. Want to pair it. Um, T. Higgins, $6,400. Talked about why he's the cash game play earlier. And then Alan Lazard, $6,100. Great value for his crush matchup. Um Lockett, $5,800. Love that. Pierce, $4,600. Nico Collins, $4,200. So we're taking kind of a gamble this week by going with some um, lesser names, lower owned, some scrubs to match with our stars, right? And so, but they're in good spots. I feel good about their ability to pay back their value or double it at least. Obviously, they do more than that. Then cha-ching, cha-ching, we win. Tight end, Gerald Everett. He's in a great spot. Uh, sensible price, 4K. He can score a touchdown. Hurst, he could score a touchdown. Guys, he could score a touchdown. Hurst, $3,500. I like it. But Ingram, if you need it, $3,300. We could bottom out right there. He should have a good game against the Giants. Running back, pay up for Nick Chubb. 8K if you can, man. He's gonna. They, that's their secret weapon. And Baltimore's not imposing against the run. We like it. Barkley, $7,900, same deal, and play with the Giants. That's their horse, right? And Jacksonville should not provide that much uh, futility for him. This should be a crush match for Barkley. Um, I was close on Pierce, but I can't go there for price reasons. But you guys, if you want to do it, that's fine. Brees Hall, though, $6,200. We could do that. I'm going to lock that in. Ken Walker, $5,800. We could do that and lock that in. we got to pay down to afford those receivers and quarterback. And then for the... the, um, Defense, we're going to go Bucks. We're going to pay up because most people ain't going to want to do that. And then we're going to go Giants, $2,900. So Bucks, $3,900. Giants, $2,900. Those are our cash game defenses. And then for the tournaments this week, this is where we'll play some of those quarterbacks that other people want to play and pair them with their Jason wide receiver, right? So Burrow, $6,900. Garoppolo, $5,500. Matt Ryan, $5,400. And then Mills, five dollars because he's going to have to play well to keep them in this game and they've shown that they're not like a team that's unwilling to pass to stay in the football game all right so mills 5k wide receivers chase jamar chase 8200 with burrow Pittman, 7400 pairing with ryan amon ross st brown 7100 i like it he's gonna, they're gonna have to use him to try to do something because dallas is going to be all over them so i like him as a tournament play because of the price in the bad matchup. Cooper, $6,100. Amari Cooper, I love it. Soft price, I love it. He'll be low-owned, I'm sure. IU will play him in tournaments here because he'll be too popular to fit into the cash games. And then Dobbs, 5K. So Lazard in cash, Dobbs in tournaments. Kelsey is our tight end. 8K, pay up. Most people won't do it for some reason. Or Andrew, $7,400. If you don't want to do that, you can play Kittle at $5,300 and then Moreau at $2,800. As far as the running backs go, you can pay up for Eckler at $8,300 or Henry at $8,200. Crush spots. Then we go Jacobs at $6,500. And 
And then we go Brian Robinson at $5,500, Kenyon Drake at $5,100. Those are our running backs. I was real close on Zeke and Pollard, but I think they cost too much. Jets is our DFS GPP play of the week, $2,600. Those are my picks, guys. Hopefully that takes us back to Valhalla, back to glory. Good luck. You know how to find me if you need, but that's it for this week, guys. We'll be right back here next week talking about how we did and getting ready to crush it for the following week. Peace. The process is brought to you by Tiger Bomb Sports Audio Entertainment.